0: A unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ugo. There was a man who was blind. Jesus put clay on his eyes. What a blessing to come your way today! I feel greatly privileged to be part of this apostolic prophetic conference 2021 and uh, I feel very privileged to minister alongside my father and pastor bishop Dagwood Mills and I want to thank bishop Kolenyati for the honor of this invitation and uh, I want to thank you also for the amazing times I've had in Harvest House Bulawayo in the years gone by I I value and cherish the relationship we share and I believe that God is going to take Harvest House to greater dimensions in the years to come. I want to also thank senior Reverend Mrs. Saranyati for the blessedness of being a part of this family. I, I enjoy Harvest House and the warmth of the welcome i receive from you it's always a blessing so god bless you ma'am and uh, i believe that this week is going to be a major turn around week for everyone in this conference and uh, if you've not called somebody to be a part of this conference i think you've got a minute or two to just you know send the link to someone call someone someone in ministry someone who desires to serve God, someone who feels the call of God on his life. I believe it's a very great blessing and uh, that single call or that single share of the of the link will bring a blessing to somebody's life and you will be greatly blessed. Today I want to share with you along the theme of this conference that is leadership in trying times and uh, how true it is that we are in trying times and uh, I, I want to minister today from this very amazing ministry book how you can make full proof of your ministry how you can make full proof of your ministry written by my father and pastor, Bishop Dagiwan Mills. And uh, I have been greatly blessed by the content of this book. And I want to highly recommend it to anyone who um, desires to make foolproof of his or her ministry. And in the 21st chapter, chapter 21 of this book, there's a very important subject Bishop Dagiward Mills treats there and the title of the chapter which is the title of the message I'm sharing with you today is move through the four phases move through the four phases and I want us to bow our heads and share a word of prayer father I thank you for this privilege to share your word I commit myself, I subject myself to the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit and I pray that the words from my mouth arising from the meditation of my heart will cause a rejuvenation, a resurrection, a reawakening of the lives and ministries of the many who are listening to me today. I thank you for this great blessing in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, I'm preaching on the subject move through the four phases and it's very poignant, very powerful because you know life in many areas has four phases. You will find that there are, even on earth, on earth, there are generally four phases. You know, we have summer, we have spring, autumn, winter. So these represent generally life on earth. You know, these four seasons somehow divide life on Earth into four phases in a year. But apart from that, our lives are also made up of four phases in many different respects. And it's a privilege for me to bring you this groundbreaking message from this book, How you can make foolproof of your ministry. If you even look at the life of Jesus Christ, you will notice that his ministry was in four phases. His life and ministry was in four phases. We have the Bethlehem phase where he was born. We have the Nazareth phase where he, he grew up with his family, you know, was with his father, in Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. Then we have the face called the Galilee face. Galilee phase. that was the face of ministry where he did his works and moved about from Galilee and launched out to many different places. And finally, we have the Jerusalem face where he was crucified by the pastors of that time. And so, we, 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 we see, and many other areas, you know, and in this chapter, Bishop deals with four different faces in certain aspects of life. But I have selected one of the four faces to speak on this Um, in this session and uh, I want to read from Acts chapter 17 verse number 28. Acts 17 verse number 28. The Bible says for in him we live and move and have our being As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are his offspring. For in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. So in Christ, we have to move. We don't only live in Christ, but we also move. We don't only live in Christ we must keep moving. It's very important that we keep moving. It's very important that we don't allow stagnation to characterize any part of our lives and it's very important that we understand that no single season of our lives no single season of the life we live on earth should exercise enough power to keep you there. No prosperity, no difficulty, no challenge, no joy, no victory should keep you stagnating at any point or any season of your life. You know, and uh, it's it, it is, it's is important, you know, that we learn about seasons and I'm going to talk about the four seasons of your life and ministry. You know, it's, it's very important we learn about this also because if you don't understand the seasons of life, you may, out of ignorance, turn away from the will of God. You may, out of ignorance, misread. You know, have a misrepresentation of the times we are in. So, the Bible talks about one of the tribes called the tribe of Issachar. The Bible says that they had understanding of the times. They had understanding of the times. So, so it, it's very important that we understand. Now, in, in the four seasons of your life, not all the seasons are, as I'll put it, great seasons. In fact, you don't actually even bear fruit in all the seasons. Some of the seasons are difficult times. There are seasons of fruit bearing and there are seasons we call the going through stages that you need to even know how to go through and how to advance in those seasons. If you read Psalm 1, you will see there, Psalm 1 from verses 1 to 3. From verse 1 to verse 3. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law that he meditate day and night and he shall be he, he, that person that human being that, 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 that human being, he could be a believer, it could be a pastor, it could be a minister, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Bringing forth fruit is in a season. So if that season is not due, and you are expecting fruit bearing in another season, you are going to, you know, have very big challenges. Remember, I'm, I'm preaching on the theme, the general theme is leadership in difficult times. And I'm, and I'm coming from this perspective of the four seasons of life. And, and so it says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So, so it, it, it is very important to know that even a blessed man, a blessed minister, a blessed pastor, does not bear fruit all the time. A blessed man has a time of fruit bearing. That's how. So not every season of your life is a fruit bearing season but it's important to know that every season of your life has a reason. Every season of your life has a reason. Each of the four seasons of your life has a reason. And some of the seasons of your life are difficult. Some of them are seasons of joy. Your expectations are met. Times of fulfillment. But some are not so great. But there is a reason for such times. So, 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 so today, I am taking my foundational text, my major text for this message from the prophecy of Hosea the 6th chapter and the 3rd verse Hosea chapter 6 and verse number 3 and I read then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord his going forth is prepared as the morning and he shall come unto us As the rain, he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and the former rain unto the earth. Beautiful. So, if God is coming to us, you know, there are many ways we experience God and his power, many, many ways. But one of the ways we experience God is As rain, he comes to us as rain, and it is the rain and the pattern of the rain that brings us the four seasons we know about. First of all, there is a latter rain and there's a former rain. So the former rain is the first rain. So and so 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 that former rain marks. The first season of your life. And I'm going to talk about each of them. The first season of your life is the former rain. It's the former rain, the first rain. And then there is a second season. Which is the season between the former rain and the latter rain. So there's a former rain, season one. And then there is a season in between which is the second season. Nothing much happens there. I'm going to talk about it. And then we have the third season, which is the latter rain. So, former rain, a space of time, and then we have the latter rain, and then the fourth, the fourth season is a season of harvest. The fourth season is a season of harvest. So, your ministry as a leader as a pastor, as someone in charge of anything, should also have four seasons based on the way God comes to us. He comes as a rain. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3. He comes as a rain, as a rain. Now, the first season, the first phase of your life is the season of the early rain. The early rain or the former rain The early rain. Now, this is the season where God's relationship with you is like the pouring of the early rain. This early rain waters the seeds you have sown and causes the initial burden in the fields. So so this is the season that causes your ministry to appear so for you to be a pastor for you to be a leader whatever you have began somewhere there was a day you were announced as a pastor there was a there was a day you were announced as a leader of any entity now that burden forth that appearance Is that first season of your life. A certain rain came to cause your seed to break out all through your life. In high school, in university, in in your early years, you had ministry in you. You had the gift in you. You had the call of God in you. You had it, you had it. Some of us were very prayerful, attending meetings. We never knew we would be anywhere like where we are today. But you, so you existed as a seed. And you were only waiting for the appropriate early rain to cause the besting out of your radical and your plumule. Your appearance, you appeared because of an early rain. The early rain ushered you into ministry. Gave you the little church you had. Gave you the ministry you had. Now, now that that early rain is not just a day. It can can last for years. It can last for months. Depending on what God is doing with your life, your early rain can, some, some early rains can even be decades. Yes, because God has different ways he prepares us and outdoors us to the world. I remember Kenneth Hagin sharing a, a, a story that I think he had, he had been a pastor for 17 years or so and God came to him and told him that he had not started the first phase of his ministry. 17 years. So, so when we say the first phase, we don't mean something which happens over a weekend or some two weeks or some two months or the, or the church service that outdoors your ministry, like the inaugural service. No, it can be years. It can be many, many years. But it's important to know that you have always existed as a seed and it always takes a rain. Say the early rain. The early rain. It's that early rain that makes you exist as a pastor. It's that early rain that gives you your church. Harvest House has had its early rain. I don't know how many years it it existed. My church, the United Denominations, has had its early rain. it's It's been a long time we've been around. But ladies and gentlemen, it's important to know that this is the time... When God comes into your ministry and starts you off, he prepares you, he gives you a certain anointing to start, to to, to break the ground, a certain apostolic anointing, a certain strength to come up. It is not easy to start. It is not easy to start. Yes, you can take over a church as a small church and build it into a very huge church. But it does not mean that you are greater than the pastor who started that church and made it to exist even with five members. It's not a small thing to start. It takes a certain reign. It takes a certain anointing. it, It takes a certain help and impartation. And I believe that all of us in this conference today For us to be in the ministry, for us to be around means that we have seen our early rain. It means that we have seen the first phase. And some of us may still be in that early rain, may still be in that first phase. But it's very important for you as a believer to understand that there is another phase coming. And that other phase In this book, how you can make foolproof of your ministry. That second phase is, is the season between the early and the latter rain. It's a season of quietness. It's a season where things are not as exuberant, things are not as luxuriant as the early season when you But that thought, it's very important. It's very important. It's a quiet season which which, which, which must be identified, which must be noted because, you see, this season of quietness, difficulty, relative dryness, and the absence of a certain sign can easily mislead you into thinking that something bad is happening to you can easily mislead you into thinking that God's will for your life has, has ended. But ladies and gentlemen, every great leader experiences this time of dryness. Every great leader. Every great leader experiences a time when you look back and you wonder, wow. I mean, some years ago, things were great. Things were fine. I mean, this COVID, this pandemic we are experiencing has suddenly plunged many a minister, many a church into the second phase. It's a season of dryness. It's a season where you look around and you wonder what is going on. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to say to you that it is an important season. And everyone, every leader goes through it. In Luke chapter 1 verse 80, Luke chapter 1, And verse 80, Jesus went through it. The Bible says, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. Luke 1 and verse 80, Jesus experienced his desert face. Jesus experienced his difficult face. The desert is not a place of merriment and enjoyment. The desert is a place of difficulties and challenges. But God put us there for a reason. Every season has a reason. This pandemic season has a reason for a minister listening to me. This pandemic season has a reason for a pastor listening to me. And it's very important that we understand that this season we are in is also part of the package God has for us. It's very important. The book says that in this season you are expected to grow quietly and humbly developing the virtues of faithfulness endurance and persistence (laughs) It's very important that this is the time you, you develop endurance. This is the time you develop faithfulness. This is the time you, 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 you develop persistence. A man is not known. You can't tell a man by the good times he's experiencing. You tell a man by how he's able to go through difficult times. That is what makes a man. We don't know you by the great times you've had. We will know you very well in this era. It is this pandemic season. It is this era of difficulty that shows your mettle. And the second season is a season where God expects us to prepare. Where God expects us to quietly learn the virtues. Learn what it takes to do the ministry. What it takes to move on. Because, you see, one of the things you, you, you must understand is that there is another season ahead of this second phase. There is something ahead of us. And there is something ahead of the one which is ahead. I'm saying that there are blessings ahead. Yes, there is enlargement ahead. There is growth ahead. But what happens is that this second phase like a tree, like a plant, is the time the plant uses to, to go deeper in its roots. It goes deeper. It roots deeper for it to be able to fruit upward. And in this season, if you are not careful to develop the virtues, to develop the skills, the skills, to develop the the, the abilities you need as a minister, when the season of greatness, enlargement, and, and bountifulness comes your way, you will be destroyed. Many pastors have been destroyed by greatness. Because as you serve God, he will make you great. He will bless you. But the question is, would you have developed the necessary attitudes, the necessary foundations to carry the great blessings God is going to bring your way? The second phase is not a nice phase, but ladies and gentlemen, it is a very important phase. It's a very important phase. That is why it is important that you spend this time of relative difficulty to engage certain skills in ministry there's a time there's a time you seek counsel there's a time you develop relationships that will cause your, your, your ministry to handle a great harvest there's a time you learn new skills there's a time you, you, you find out how somebody is making it for me as a pastor this pandemic actually led me into great financial growth and numerical growth in the pandemic in this pandemic just by learning from my pastor Bishop Daggyward Mills there is always somebody ahead of you and I couldn't believe that all these years, he had certain skills he had not released. <laughs> I mean, it took this pandemic, when we were all sat in, in our homes, to watch an amazing leadership ability he, 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 he lived out for us as his sons and daughters. And as I watched the First Love Church, which is the church he pastors, grow, how he was able to have an online ministry, the structures he put in place to build an online ministry. When all the churches were shut down, in Ghana, a lot of churches collapsed financially. Pastors couldn't pay themselves. Pastors couldn't pay themselves. But this was the season that I in my church experienced a certain financial breakthrough that I had not even seen even during the normal time. Because ladies and gentlemen, the second phase is a time of learning new things. I'm believing God to share in my next session how to embrace new ideas. It's very important. You see, when you have a season of quiet, a season of dryness, it doesn't mean that God has left you. It means that God wants you to develop yourself because when the season of greatness comes, you may not have had the abilities you need to be able to handle it. There are pastors who suddenly grow mega churches and the church destroys them. There are pastors who become financially sound and the, and the, and the, and the finances take them off target. It's very important, ladies and gentlemen, to understand that the second phase of life, the second season of ministry, which is this season of dryness, has something for you. It's a time of hibernation. It's a time of being, I mean, quietly learning new things. Learning, new, there, is, there is always something you don't know. There's always something you don't know no matter how great you are, there is something you don't know. There is, there is an ability you lack. I mean, for me, this COVID era, this pandemic era helped me to develop even my telephony ministry. How, how to pastor my church members using phone calls and, and checking on them, doing online visitations. I mean, it, it's a whole world. And, and, I, and, I, and, and I pray for you that in this second phase of your life, I don't know where you are now, but, and I, and I hope that for some of us, our second phases have not ended because if your second phase ends without good, good roots, without good roots, that the, even the fruits hanging on the tree will cause the, the tree to fall. I'm sure you've seen. I don't know if you have got plantain in, 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 in Zimbabwe. But in Ghana, we have plantains, plantains, and other fruits, other trees. Sometimes you see that the sheer size of the fruit causes the tree to fall. It was standing until it began to bear fruit. The tree was standing until it began to bear fruit. I pray for someone listening to me. That by the time you experience your harvest. You experience your great seasons. I pray that by that time you would have developed a solid foundation. A solid roots. A solid capacity to handle fame. To handle wealth. To handle and Growth of your church, to handle growth of your ministry. And I know that somebody watching me is receiving it now in the name of Jesus. I said, I believe that somebody watching me is receiving it now in the name of Jesus. You see, there's a reason why Bishop talks about needing humility. He, he said it. He said, You need humility to learn certain virtues. If you're not humble, you will not go to your neighbor to learn. You will not go to your neighbor to learn. Many pass their seasons without imbibing and develop the needed characters. So Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 20 says, the harvest is past. The summer is ended and we are not saved. Summer can end harvest can come and go but you are not saved the harvest can come and that is what rather destroys you i believe that one of the most important seasons of life is the second quiet and dry phase. everything must be developed there as your members are shut in their homes as you are in your house, I'm sure some of us are now coming out at this time. This should have been the time to develop prayer. Prayer. Prayer skills. Amazing prayer routines. Bible study skills. The second phase is very important. It is a phase of rooting down to fruit up. Rooting down. Rooting developing yourself because the harvest can come, summer can end and you are destroyed you are not saved, you are not the, 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 the minister God wanted you to be, I pray that humility will lead someone to reach out a hand and call someone, help me help me how do we do this how do you keep your church afloat how are you able to care for your children? In the same way, somebody will also call you and ask how you are also doing something. You should also call someone. I believe that this second phase must not be wasted. It's a phase we need. All we need is humility. If we have humility, we will learn. It's a phase of learning. It's a phase of developing It's a phase of becoming someone who has acquired new skills. Ladies and gentlemen, I I, I believe that God's plan for us is yet to be unleashed. What we've been through, what we've experienced, some of us have been in ministry for 10 years, 6 years, 15 years, 20 years, It may well be your first phase. It may well be your first phase. I believe that even in our united denominations, we must have just come out of our first phase and be experiencing a certain kind of second phase, a certain kind of difficulty, a certain kind of challenge. And God strengthens us. God empowers us. And God grants us humility to learn what we must learn. To learn what we must learn. Jesus Christ said, learn of me. For I am meek. I am meek. I am praying for someone that by the time your harvest is due, whether it is in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, 3 years' time, I pray, I pray that you have had the well-developed rooting system to keep your tree buoyant to keep your tree still standing. May fruits on your tree not cause you to collapse. There are branch pastors who experience growth in their churches and can be controlled by the head pastor. Cannot be brought in line. There are branch pastors. As we minister, I tell you, a day will come you will have a prophetic anointing. Some of you are going to walk into great evangelistic anointings. Some of us are going to walk into great mega church pastoral anointings. All these seasons are ahead of us, my dear friend. But what roots would you have developed? Would you have had the right foundation? I pray that God will help you. I pray that God's mercy will extend to you because today, as you hear me, the question you must be asking yourself is, what can I learn? What can I learn? Is there anything new in this dark valley of the shadow of death? What can I come out of? Because it's a yea, though I walk through. Walk through. This season is not permanent. There is a season ahead of you. There is a season ahead of you. And I and I'm asking that God will grant all of us the ability, the ability, ah, mm, the ability to find out, to shout for help, to shout for someone to come to your Macedonia. I pray that God will give someone the humility to say, No, no, no. I thought I had the ministry, I thought I was standing. I thought I was doing well, but I can't believe that at this time I can't find any way forward. Can someone help me? It's time for you to reach out and ask someone to to, to, to counsel you. It's time to call another colleague in Harvest House. And that colleague who is doing well, God in the second phase, even though it is difficult and it is it is dry, some manage to break through, some manage to acquire knowledge. Some manage to, to hear from God. And those of us who can't hear from God must hear from a man. Yes. If you cannot hear from God, you must hear from a man who has heard from God. Second Timothy 2.2 The things you have heard of me, the same commit thou to faithful men. So not everybody may hear. Not everybody has a prophetic eye to buy into a certain realm. Those who go and see, come down to tell us what they've seen and it's our responsibility founded on humility to accept their word somebody has a word for you that will take your ministry to the next level I pray there is no one in this meeting I pray there is no pastor I pray there is none here who feels that he has it who feels he has arrived I pray there is none in this meeting who feels that he knows what he must know. That's why the Bible the same Hosea Hosea chapter 4 said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and then he turns to the priest he turns to the priest he said because you have rejected knowledge I have also rejected you that you shall be no more priest. Remember no more priest means that they were priests so even though you are a priest you can be a priest and reject new knowledge you can be a priest and feel you know I'll take it again because thou has rejected knowledge I will also reject you that you shall be no more priest unto me so you reject knowledge as a priest a priest can reject knowledge a priest can, out of arrogance and pride, reject ways of doing things. I want to highly recommend the books written by Bishop Kolonyati for ministry. I want to recommend that you go back. If you're a pastor in the harvest house, don't reject the books. Don't reject the books. Otherwise, God will reject you. Some don't live to see the third phase Some don't live to see the fourth phase. Those who live to see the third and fourth phase never are able to survive. Some who see the fourth phase are destroyed by the fourth phase because they did not develop themselves. I pray that God will not reject you as a priest. Remember, one of the abilities of pastors is to reject knowledge. One of the abilities of priests is to reject knowledge. And I'm praying that you will be somebody who understands the grace of God and the will of God and the plan of God and the wisdom of God to keep you on track. Because the next phase, the next phase, is a third phase. The next phase is a third phase, is the season of the latter rain. And Bishop says, At a point, the rain begins to fall again. <laughs> you remember the rain that ushered you into the ministry? The rain that made it possible for you to be a pastor? For you to have that church? and even to build that, a lot of the building of our churches and the growth of our churches are all in the first phase yes because there is another kind of growth that we have not seen it can be that this is all that there is for us in harvest house it can be that this is all there is for us in the united denominations there is another season coming which is the season for the real fruits the real fruits and this is that latter rain season and this latter rain brings the crops to maturity in readiness for harvest in this season of your life you receive a booster and everything seems to be much bigger beautiful beautiful it's very very important my dear that you 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 come to a place where where you are ready for this third phase the rain falls and it makes things grow the tree becomes bigger the branches become stronger fruits begin to blossom fruits begin to grow fruits begin their ripening faces. Things are working again. I prophesy that things are going to work again in your ministry. I prophesy that things are going to be beautiful again. Anyone under the sound of my voice who has seen a dark time? Who has seen a difficult time? Who has seen a challenge in your life? I'm here to inform you that you will smile again. You will be great again. You will blossom again. You will shine again. You will see God's goodness again. Things will work again. Things will work again. But are you ready? There's a rain coming. But you see, turn your Bibles to Isaiah 32. Verse 14, Isaiah 32, verse 14 and 15. There's a prophecy there. It says, Because the palaces shall be forsaken, and the multitude of the city shall be left, the forts and the towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses, a pasture of flocks. This is the dry phase. I've just read sometimes what happens in the dry phase, what happens in the second phase. The palaces are forsaken, the multitude of the city is left, The, the members disappear. A church of thousands. Becomes a church of a few hundreds. The multitudes of the city shall be left. The forts and the towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses and a pasture of flocks. Verse 15. Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high. And the wilderness be a fruitful field. And the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Receive this prophecy in the name of Jesus. The spirit shall be poured. The spirit shall be poured. Oh, I said the spirit shall be poured. Things are dry. This is the third phase. Things are dry. Things are quiet. We don't know what's happening. We can't tell what's going on. Then suddenly the spirit is poured from on high. I'm waiting for mine. I'm sure somebody is also waiting for his. I'm sure a pastor is also waiting for his. I'm sure somebody is listening to me is a yearning for that day and it shall come. He said, until the spirit be poured from on high. My God. Then the wilderness becomes a forest. Your church will change color. Your ministry will change color. Your ministry will become something unrecognizable by you. What was dry shall become luxuriant. What had nothing to to write home about shall become the talk of the town. I pray for you. That's why my, my emphasis is on the second phase. Build yourself. Build yourself. Build yourself. Get yourself ready because you will not be like this forever. This seemingly difficult season shall end though I walk through you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This season shall end. But I pray that you would have become well accustomed to abilities, skills, and anointings until the spirit be poured upon us from high, from on high. And the wilderness be a fruitful field. And the fruitful field be counted for a forest somebody's forest is coming i said somebody's forest is coming soon you shall hear the sound of birds chirping soon you shall hear the sound of strange and 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 exotic animals soon you shall see trees you never saw before soon you shall experience god's power And God's presence in an amazing way. I prophesy that your ministry shall be among the top five of your area. Receive a blessing that puts you forward. Receive a blessing that that, that causes you to join the higher ranks. Ministers you've admired shall be sitting by you one of these days. You shall be in fellowships of pastors you once looked up to. You will sit with them. Because God brings us from the dunghill. He lifts us up from the miry clay. He sets our feet on the rock to stay. May God grant someone here that rain, that spirit. Lord, lift your hands, everyone. And ask the Lord to pour his spirit. Lord, pour your spirit from on high. To turn my wilderness into a mighty fruitful field. Father, pour your spirit from on high and turn my challenging times into times of fruition, into times of blessing, into times of testimonies. Ah, matasa kababa! May these times of difficulty, may these times of trials, may these times of challenges, may they give way to times and seasons of fruition, times and seasons of freshness, times and seasons of color, and pump. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that 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 pastor who is giving up shall suddenly be reawakened. That that pastor who is downcast shall see light beaming ahead of him. May we be drawn to that light. May we be drawn to that grace. May we be drawn to that power. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will bring us all to a place of divine blessings. First season, Is a season of the early rain. Second season is a season of quietness and dryness. But in that season of quietness shall be the development of amazing abilities by humility. Third phase is the season of the latter rain. It makes the brown leaves become green again, it makes things beautiful again. I see a farmer who goes to his field after a long spell of dryness. Then the rain falls and things begin to bud again. The smile on that farmer's face shall be the smile on your face. The hope of that farmer that he's going to experience a harvest shall be the hope of someone here. I declare in the name of Jesus that God will grant you and I the privilege to see that spirit poured on high. We deserve to see fruitful fields. The dry fields must give way to fruitful fields. God is bringing us to a place of greatness again. Square up your shoulders. Pump out your chest. Lift up your chin. Let the smile return. For the Lord your God who called you has not deserted you. The Lord your God who called you has not given up on you. I prophesy that your place shall change, your environment shall become beautiful again because life has seasons. And then comes the final season. Is the season of harvest. The early rain, the season of quietness, the latter rain and finally the fourth taku sama handalabaka zemande kmostababa kanimas tubakateska ziminde katyakandonda lababa i pray for someone that you will live to see your harvest i pray for someone that any diabolical conspiracy to eliminate you Before your harvest comes, shall be broken. For the scripture has already painted a picture that one man shall not plant and another man shall harvest. One man shall not build and another man shall live in it. The one who plants is the one who harvests. I came with a word for someone and I declared that word to you that you shall live to see your harvest. The harvest time is a time of prophecy. Harvest. The harvest season is a time you should know. I want to tell you, when your harvest season comes, it means God fulfilled his prophecy that one man shall not plant and another man harvests. Any plan of the enemy to eliminate you before this fourth season, it fails in the name of Jesus. By my word I declare that any plan to eliminate you either by death to change your heart into a rebel, to change your life into into an Absalom. I curse that plan and I declare that the humility of Christ shall guard your heart, shall keep your heart, that you shall be in harvest house long enough to see fruits I pray that one day you'll be an old woman sitting in a beautiful branch of harvest house and your son is preaching. Many don't live to see this. Just when the harvest is coming, they become Absaloms. Just when the harvest is coming, they change into rebels. Just when the harvest is coming, just when the blessing Just when they they, they are, they are years of toil are being rewarded, they change into Judas's. I pray for you that you will remain. Ha! Even if you make a mistake, may you be like Peter to be among the people in Acts. My God, there's a season coming It's a season of the outpouring of not just the spirit, but the outpouring of crowds, the outpouring of anointings, outpouring of giftings, outpouring of the power of God. It's called the Acts season, where you've told with Jesus, you've been through difficult times, and then in Acts 2, the spirit of God is poured on high. I pray for someone here, that even if you made a mistake like Peter, You will still find your place among the twelve. The Bible says and then Peter standing up among the eleven answered. This was a man who denied Jesus. I pray that no mistake you make will be big enough to exclude you from the season of harvest. From the season of the outpouring of God's power. This is what Bishop says, he says in the fourth phase you are reaping the harvest in your ministry. Everything you have sown comes to maturity. It is harvest time. The latter rain has come and gone. In this fourth phase you are preparing others to take over your room in the ministry. In this fourth phase, sons and daughters become the ministers around you. In this fourth phase the children who used to run around in the children's service are the ones who stand and with a microphone proclaim, thus said the Lord. I pray that someone under the sound of my voice will live to see that day. I pray that someone listening to me will, will one day have the privilege of seeing this prophecy comes, coming to pass. But it all depends on your second phase. Would you have developed the necessary abilities Would you have developed the necessary giftings in the fourth phase? It's a a phase of joy. Fulfillment. For you sit back and you recollect all the seasons and the years. All the people you did ministry with. You see them. Some are coming from Germany. Some are coming from England. Some have planted churches in London. Some have come all the way from America. Somebody is coming from Swaziland where there are mega churches of Harvest House scattered all over the world. I pray, my sister, I pray, my brother, that you will be alive and alive in Harvest House and alive with your children and alive with your life to enjoy this blessing. I pray that the season of great harvests will not cause your tree to fall. The season of great fruition will not cause your house your, your, your to tumble down. Remember, Jesus told a parable, a story in Luke six forty nine. He said, He that heareth my word and doeth it not shall be like a man that without a foundation buildeth an house on which the streams beat vehemently, and great was the fall. You can have a house, but there's no foundation. That's why for me, the second phase, any difficult time of your life should be a time of deep introspection, should be a time of deep reflection, should be a time of acquisition of new skills for ministry because you need it to meet your third and fourth season. The four seasons of life, the early rain season the season of quietness and dryness the latter rain when things become luxuriant again things become green and that's my prophetic word for someone you shall see beauty again you shall see beauty again and the final stage of harvest that what you planted in harvest house in that ministry of yours in that church of yours what you planted you will live long enough to see it bear fruits may the fruits refresh you may your children meet the enemy at the gate may your ministry become beautiful and great and mighty again may you take on a form that is different from the form we began to see at the early stages I pray that your structure shall be strong I pray that you'll be alive may God keep you in health may God keep you in strength I pray for Bishop Colignati. I pray for, for, for health and strength that he will live. Yes, to pioneer and take many more territories. Ah, Mandika Basata. May the army he commandeers grow into many more battalions, many more columns of, 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 of soldiers with artillery, with gunfire, with, 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 with power to take on new lands. I pray for Harvest House that God's grace will keep this beautiful church I pray for the pastors that your children shall rise I pray for the entire ministry that your enemies will live to see a more beautiful collection of generals than this church has ever seen may the daughters arise may the sons arise may the members grow may the churches be multiplied may the branches become great and above all may the grace of God keep Harvest House International God richly bless you the hand of God be upon you and I pray even after this that you sow great seeds into this conference yes I'm speaking to you I'm speaking to you what you have heard It's a very important message. It's preparing you. Now, one of the ways you actualize these prophetic words is to plant a seed that secures your place in the ministry, that secures your place in the landscape of the harvest house ministry. I pray that you plant your largest seed yet to make this conference a great success. God bless you and God bless us all. Amen.